I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Be -be bitches leave. Welcome back to the only podcast where you can listen to a couple of guys talk about movies and TV with your host Ryan Ankner and myself, Scott Sweeney. And folks, tonight we are live from our new studio that, Ryan, what's the name of the studio again? The Chill Zone. Oh, okay. In fact. Yes. <laughs> I had forgotten. Hmm. So welcome to Enough, episode 97, What's Happening Hoops. I mean, we're in your new home. It's yeah, exciting. I know. And the entire basement is devoted to this bullshit. Because yes. eventually it's going to be like a movie theater. Oh, the cat here is making an appearance. Ooh. We have a cat down here. Her name is Tuna. Hey, she is a big celebrity. Hey, Tuna, you want to hop on my Yo, Tuna. Um, I just had a flash of me moving into your basement without telling you. And then doing a remake of the movie Parasite on, like, TikTok. Uh, well, the bulkhead's right over there. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want me to leave the door unlocked to facilitate that bit, I'm more than happy to do it for you. We've got a green light. We're in. That's how much fuck fish. But yeah, we're going to get some posters down here. I'm picturing, like, a Wild Hogs poster on the wall over there. I am going to do movie posters throughout. Mm, like, real ones with autographs. Like, if you can get me a vintage Wild Hogs poster, Ooh. I'll put it up. Okay. Challenge accepted. Look at all the fucking wall space. Yeah, I was. I figured you would do that. That seems like the cool move, even if this wasn't where we did the podcast. It's just like, get some I dope movie posters. It'll be very photographable. Mm. And then we're going to do the video element. Yes. We're going to do the whole podcast in the nude. Mm. Actually, before we get started off, I got to play an ad or a uh, little copy. Ooh. Um, we Tonight we are sponsored by uh, Manfredi Auto. <laughs> And I just wanted to make sure that we got their plug in first. Yes. Thanks, Manfredi. Cut. We are uh, at the Enough Podcast. We are sponsored this week by Manfredi Chevrolet in Staten Island, New York. And they are open every weekend from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Their wow. phone number is 781 351 4200. And you know, you get down there, you get a great Chevy, you get a great deal, mm. and that's the Manfredi way. I miss jingles like that. That seems like very '90s. Mm. I wish they'd bring all those back. Agreed. Yeah, and I think that the guys down at Manfredi are doing a lot of good stuff. And it's yeah. the holiday season, and yes. what better way to celebrate the holidays than by buying a new Chevrolet for one of the people in your family that you care the most about, like Sounds me or mm. you Ooh. or whoever. Okay. Maybe a Chevy Lumina. Yeah, maybe buy a Gran Torino for uh, your racist grandfather. <laughs> but we have another spot of business right up top okay. that I wanted to get into. We got a one-star review on iTunes, folks. Don't ruin your friendship with me for five minutes. And an, a full investigation has been launched. I'm not even... This isn't me being funny. I'm furious. <laughs> <laughs> You're not having I it. was legit outraged when monty pointed that out he's like, like who did who would do this and i was like is it a joke oh wait no it's really a one-star review 
I think it was probably Aquafina trying you to think? get back at me for giving her all that stuff. Uh, your jaded ex lovers? Yes. Gotta be, right? I mean, kid, could be countless fucking <sighs> broads. Fuck, I'm upset, man. But yeah, the. I felt kind of cool about it. It's like, it's like, yeah. Oh, like we have haters? Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to spin it in that direction. Like, sure. We're so uh, popping that the fucking haters can't be silent anymore. They gotta. I love just imagining someone like clicking that one star. Like, I just want to see who it is. That's funny. Show me. Show I guess yourself. That's a, that's a much more like adult, fun, mature, whatever way of spinning that. Whereas yeah. I just went straight to anger. That's secondary emotion. Just no processing skills whatsoever. Yeah, anger gives you focus. But yeah, in the meantime, give us a five-star review on iTunes. Seriously, that's extremely, extremely important. That's how people will get this podcast. That's Mm. how more people can listen to it. And we can get more great sponsors like the Manfredi Auto Group in Staten Island, New York. Yeah, and make it like a fun review. We'll read it on air, do a whole thing. Ba-ba-ba. And shoot us an email on offthepodcast at gmail.com. Okay, that's enough business. Yeah, that's that's a good amount of ads. We got some some big news this week. What's going on? Warner Brothers has announced, they announced last week that Wonder Woman 1984 is going to premiere on HBO Max on mm-hmm. Christmas Day, mm-hmm. the same day it's released in sure. limited theaters. And people thought that was going to be a one-off, but they doubled down. They said their entire 2021 film slate, including huge movies like Dune and The Matrix oh, 4, right. are all going to premiere on HBO Max the same day they come out in theaters. Well, I'm glad I got my HBO Max working on my Xbox because the new LGs don't fucking offer it. Yeah. Did you? Did, this is insane, though. Like, movie theaters, this is like a huge blow to movie theaters at large. And, like, Warner Brothers and HBO Max trying to throw theaters in the obits. It's fucked up. You know what it is? I think that they're pivoting. And I'm a big pivot guy. I respect. Ooh. Call me Jeremy Pivot. I think Do I it's have to? I think <laughs> but yes. I think it's a smart play. Mm. And I don't love it, obviously. I think it's unfortunate. Well, a lot of people are saying that Warner Brothers is owned by AT&T now, and they think this was AT&T like forcing their hand on this cuz they want people streaming and getting things popping. They want people to subscribe mm. to HBO Max. Well, HBO Max has what, like 88,500,000 subscribers, something like that? They have like a fraction of what Disney Plus and obviously Netflix. Disney Plus has 73 million. Netflix has like a billion. But Disney Plus has 73 million after what, a year? Yeah. And HBO Max came in what, May? Yeah. So since May, which is, you know, half that time, they've pulled a tenth of the subscribers. So it's like, okay. They don't have the big thing to pull people in. Disney Plus has The Mandalorian. It's like, oh, a Star Wars show that right. I can't get anywhere else? Like, that brings people in. HBO Max doesn't have a big, like... Right, like, you can't go on iTunes and get... Not that you can get, you know, HBO Max's content on iTunes, but that's just... Their content is is lackluster. Like, yeah. we're going to talk about The Flight Attendant, the new show with Kaylee Cuoco, yeah. who's by far not a friend of the show. Yeah. So... But yeah, and I'm sure in a few months they'll like quietly raise the price of HBO Max to like $75 a month. Just be like, hey, we got big movies. Give us that dough. And we'll pay it. Yeah. Like I legit, I brought uh, I brought all my devices to the house as quickly as I could. Because like I still have a bunch of stuff that was at the old apartment. And I was like, 
I immediately, I was like, I have no access to HBO Max. Because for whatever reason, the LG newest TVs have like, COD claims that he was able to get into his. Not true. Mm. Full on lie. Wow. It does not exist. Wow. And I found it, or I'm sorry, I was able to make it work only because I went through uh, my Xbox. Which mm. is which sucks taking out that fucking controller and having to switch inputs, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look at this list of stuff that'll be coming to HBO Max, and you can just watch it at home. Huge movies, like I said, Dune, The Matrix Four, uh, In the Heights, that Lin Manuel Miranda thing. Not something come on. I, I want to watch, but it's like a big movie. And that Sopranos prequel, The Many Saints of Newark, mm. and The Suicide Squad. That's big. Oh, when. That's, uh, I think, like this time next year. And also Godzilla cool. vs. Kong, that new Conjuring movie, that fucking Space Jam sequel they made for some reason. Like, all their movies the whole year. And You hate the Space Jam sequel. I love that for you. I do. It's utterly enraging that they mm. just did that again. But yeah, the it's fucking crazy. We had uh, another death this Ooh. week. This Ooh. one's not going to be as horrifying. It, uh, unfortunately... What do we got? It was Dave Prouse, the man who, for years, speaking of Star Wars, played mm. Darth Vader. No! He's dead. I saw that, yeah. I believe he was 75. Wasn't that old. Good run. Good run. Not great. Yeah, he was like a huge, like, lumbering dude, obviously, because he played Darth Vader. I don't know if you know this. He's in A Clockwork Orange. He plays, like... The jacked guy in that scene where something gritty is happening. Oh. I can't remember more details. One of the guys in the group with him that are like going around? No. He plays like the muscle head guy who's. Oh, who gets when they beat him up? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the guy it. that's with the woman in the house with like the, the fucking lipstick bed or whatever. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he played Darth Vader, was in a clockwork orange. That's some notable work. Clockwork Orange, I actually, that's good you brought that up. I just watched that the other day Ooh. to calm myself down because I was all stressed with the move. <laughs> nice, chip, you know, relaxing, kind film like that. Yeah, that movie will take you to the chill zone. No it doubt. It did. It did. I'm a sick individual, I think. I think there's something seriously <laughs> wrong with me. No doubt. But I did, uh, for like the 50th time, I watched this movie. And I, you know what's cool about this setup? is Since the floor is carpeted and we have these lighter chairs... I can move my chair, and you don't even hear it on mic. Remember, like at the at the apartment, it was legit, like a fucking grenade went off. Yeah, like every move we every made. move you make. Every breath. I have you a feeling take. you guys are going to hear this episode, and it's going to be for my audio files out there. <laughs> You're really going to appreciate the upgrade in quality oh, yeah. of sound. This mm. is just a, a better sounding space. Mm. The carpet, I think, absorbs a lot of the, you know, auxiliary, auxiliary. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Monty? Extraneous? No. Um, fuck, that's all I had. And a <laughs> couple of dummies over here. Um, but yeah, while we're talking death, the guy who played Immortan Joe in Mad Max Fury Road also passed away. His name is Hugh Keys Byrne. I think he was like 80. Will he not be in the new movie? Or <laughs> it doesn't look Are they going to wheel that fucker out? Have they not even started filming that because of COVID? I don't think so. But they did announce they're making it. Who's directing that again? Like Mike Figgis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike Figgis. 
<laughs> the uh, only true heads even know who that sidecar is. But yeah, George Miller's doing it again. Like the ah, guy, cool. the guy who did all. The of only them. person that got chopped is Tom Hardy. Didn't have a part because he got killed. That's a prequel, though. He didn't get killed, but yeah, it's a prequel. Um, Eric, he survived. Right. I have to rewatch that movie. No doubt. Ooh, excuse me. Um, Rebel Wilson reached her goal weight. Oh, hello. Which is right. exciting. She actually does look very thin. I saw her in a commercial recently. Mm. And is it time for you to slide in there or mm. not? She's not there yet. I don't love her voice. I find that's like her whole bit being like, oh, I'm all like. Fat Amy. Yeah. And also, yeah, she killed her whole brand. She was Fat Amy. Now she's skinny. It's like. Yeah, I don't know what type of roles she's going to get now. She was kind of like the female Chris Farley, and it's sort of like, you're not that funny. Mm. You're not that funny that you can get skinny and it still works. Put the weight back on. Gain it back. Come on. Health schmelf. <laughs> I mean, we got some more big news this week. Oh. Ellen Page, or excuse me, Elliot Page. Oh. I'm already, I'm already calling him Elliot and dropping hymns. Wow. The legwork. Yes, Ellen Page announced that she is transitioning or has transitioned. I don't know the timeline. Into Elliot Page, a man. Which is uh, big news. I guess now Juno is part of the junior so multiverse. She's, He's what a, are her pronouns now? Or his pronouns? I hate the pronoun game, but I think he. I believe it's he, they. He, they? He, they. Not he, him? <laughs> That's when it's confusing. It's it's such a like could you the whole, but I mean good for him. Yeah, I'm in. You know, Everybody else is like, oh, that's dumb. I'm in. Yeah, like King of the Turkey Heads Monty was saying, like if you want to feel bad about the human race, look at all the replies to her announcing that on Twitter, and it's just a sea of people being like, actually, you're still a girl. Ugh. It's just like fucking. Ooh. This is the most woke take you will ever hear from me. So get used to it. Ooh. The megaphone. Gender, gender is a scam. <laughs> yes. It is a construct. It is built around our society being uncomfortable with change. Mmm. Yes. Yeah, it's like anyone do whatever you want. Like, who cares? Like, I can't imagine getting all worked up about something like this. It's just like absurd. Yeah, I I don't get it. People are losing their minds over it. It's such a dumb thing. I was laughing at how quickly like everyone hopped to like they already changed all the intros for that Netflix show, The Umbrella Academy, to make it be like Elliot Page. They did that like day of. Did you see that? You actually had to tune in to see it, or no? I did. I just saw online. Like the ones that were that already was... there. Yeah, they went back and retroactively changed the name out. Yes. Oh come like, on, just put it on the new ones. She was Elliot. That that's silly. That's exactly. Just, that's virtue signaling. Yeah, like day of they have like a woke tech task force being like okay like we need to rewrite history and make all these we gotta change all the names yeah come on man it's just it's a little bit of a could you uh you know what it is who do you think she came out to first i'm thinking diablo cody Ooh. i think she was like diablo it's me ellen but i'd like for you as my most woke director that is Mm. a woman to know that i am now elliot and i'm waiting for juno too as a man yeah 
Junior or like <laughs> Juno year. <laughs> he gets it. I get it. Yeah. He gets it. He's laughing. Yeah. That was good. That was good. Did you hear that a uh, friend of the show, Ryan Seacrest, is selling his Beverly Hills home for $85 million? Jesus, $85 million? Yes. It's sickening that he has that kind of dough. This is American Idol. <laughs> I... Emma Kuja. Does he still get host work? I don't even know what he's up to these Just days. Just getting ashes dumped on him on the red carpet. I'm a big Seacrest guy. <laughs> Irony aside, like he's on the verge of like, I think he has like $400 million. Anybody that does like, he doesn't really do anything. He produces like the Kardashians show and a couple other reality things on E! And he's like a host, I guess. I feel like hosting things, unless you're a Howard Stern Ooh. or a Ryan Ankner. Ooh. You know, and that's it. No. There's really no, like, that's not, a, like, him hosting American Idol is not a thing. They give him a, a fucking teleprompter. He busts out a couple of lines. They do, you know what I mean? It's just, no. it's fast. It's whatever. I was always embarrassed by the fact that he was, like, the go-to guy. Like, we don't have anyone better than this fucking asshole idiot to, like, Agreed, host yeah. something and be bubbly and, like, fun for some sort of intro. It's like, what the fuck? He's a fun guy. <laughs> He's fun, all right. <sighs> also, before I forget, I wanted to mention Elliot Page coming out takes balls, which he now has because he's a man. Was that worth coming back for? He loved it. Oh, wow. The fans, they adored it. Thank you, fans. <laughs> and did you hear that the new Star Wars Disney Plus series Kenobi, which I guess... What's-His-Face is coming back to play Obi-Wan, Ewan McGregor. Ugh. That show is set to start filming in Boston next month. Oh. We got to storm that set and get roles as, like, dope Jedis, kid. You in? Um. Or are you putting this whole galaxy in your rear view? <laughs> He's in. <laughs> I'm the one with a blaster. Not you. Not you. Are hey, you not fucking you. kidding me? <laughs> Where's fucking Lando? I'm fucking... I just got zapped. You're an FBI informant? Are you fucking kidding me? You're a... You're a Jedi informant? Get out of that spaceship, Frank. He's working with the Sith. It's fucking... Go back up. <laughs> this is actually much funnier than when we did this in pre-show. He's back. <laughs> So yeah, we're, we need to be part <laughs> of this series. Oh shit. Our first chill zone unwinding. This is big. <laughs> My fucking guy over here. <laughs> I actually lose the fucking Millennium Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> we need to have some sort of a mashup of this song and the Star Wars theme. If we could get some sort of a fucking music wizard turkey head on there, that would be. Ooh, Sam, dope. we need that, man. Help. Yeah. But yeah, Actually, that, this one's funnier. That'll be dope. Ooh. He's back. <laughs> you better not land that fucking car on my lawn. That ship yeah. on my lawn. Yeah. I put the plug in the jug of blue milk, sci-fi. Not in my spaceship, Helene. Yeah. 
what what am I supposed to do? Leave her in the in the spaceship? Be yeah. It's hard being a mother all on my own. <laughs> I'm I'm Baby Yoda's oh. mother, and I fucking left them to die. That was the and biggest laugh. I'm crying. Yeah, that was big. I, that was a cry laugh. He's back. You brought this up in pre-show, and I was like, "Yeah, that sounds funny. Like, let's do it." And I like wasn't that enthusiastic, and for that I apologize because that's literally the hardest I've laughed in like <laughs> multiple years. He's like back. that. Like my chest hurts. Ow! Ow! Oh! Oh! <laughs> that was like a wet, hot American summer laugh. Yes. Um, and I'm friends. gonna leave the Star Wars music on for a minute. Yeah, let's keep it roaring. I also saw Ex Machina director Alex Garland is set to direct a low-budget horror movie, which I'm a big Ex Machina guy, mm. and Annihilation to a lesser extent. They had some good stuff, but it was kind of snoozy. And I bet this will be dope. You know, nice low-budget horror from this guy. Mm. He's a great writer. He also wrote 28 Days Later. And Which is sunshine. more applicable now than ever. Yes. You talk about sunshine to me before. Have I seen that? I don't think I have. You should give it a watch if not. And so should all the turkey heads. Because that's a great, like, under the radar, sci-fi, action mm. horror movie that I feel like no one has is seen. Is Mama me. Sunshine involved? or? Oh, Mama Sunshine from Palindromes. <laughs> Fucking oh, Skippy. <laughs> Folks, if you haven't seen it, here is a quick enough wreck is Todd Salons is the director that we love oh, yeah. palindromes. Yes. One of my favorites. Watch all very, this stuff. Very, very weird. Happiness palindromes. Welcome to the dollhouse. Storytelling. Dark horse storytelling. Um, some life the, during wartime. Wiener dog. They're all good. Yeah. Some of like all the of bleakest, but funniest movies out there. Like, oh yeah. No one else's movies are like his. And we also, this week, a major COVID-19 testing site in Los Angeles had been or has been temporarily closed so they can film the new gender-swapped She's All That reboot. How does that grab you? <laughs> it made me laugh imagining someone being like, let's clear all these sick people out of here. We need to film the She's All That remake. <laughs> like, get out. Go. <laughs> oh, God. That just, that headline is like a nice snapshot of these fucked up times we're living in, kid. Tell me about it. Speaking of fucked up times, did you see that Kelly Clarkson's ex-husband is seeking $436,000 in alimony from her? That's always a cool move when the guy- Did I say per month, not per year? It's per fucking month. Oh, per month. For what, pray tell? I, I, I don't know. I think he <laughs> feels like he's owed it. That's like, a fun move when the guy's going after the girls, though. That's, that's such a, a... What? Yeah. Going after my girl Kelly's fortune? She earned that with her fucking number one hit singles. Won't stand for this. Like... <laughs> yes. She actually does have a couple actually, songs. Actually, let me start over. Like. I want to hit the post. This is a quick post. Everybody, this is a new one from Kelly Clarkson. Since you've been gone here on WNBC. Coming at you. I, I, hit, I should have hit a little sooner. I shouldn't have added the tagline, but you know. The WNBA is my favorite. But yeah, Kelly, hope she works that out. That sounds like a uh, fucked up scenario. Speaking of friends of the show, Aubrey Plaza says she will direct a movie from a screenplay that she wrote herself during the pandemic. What do you think of that? 
I'm listening. Yeah, she's one of your gals. She's one of my gals, but I feel like it's gonna stink. Mm. She's not like that much. I hope it's not about, when I hear someone wrote a movie in quarantine, I imagine like quarantine being part of the story, even though I'm just imagining that, but I hope yeah, that's no, not the case. There's no need for that. Yeah, maybe she wrote some imaginative work that's transcendent and powerful. I'll watch it. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I, I, I can't, you know, I'm excited about our featured review this evening. Mm. Which, should we reveal it or is it a surprise? Let's make it a surprise. Okay, I'm in. Surprise. Um, what were you saying? Um, the Snoop Dogg news? Oh, yeah. Snoop Dogg is launching his own pro boxing league called The Fight Club. Ow, ow. Hey, man. The first it's me, Snoop Dogg. The f- I've permeated my way into pop culture more than anyone in history. The first rule of the Fight Club is you have to smoke weed, because that's my thing. That's kind All of... My only ele- the only element of my personality is based around weed. <laughs> Did you know that I smoke? Remember when he quit smoking weed for a while? That was for fucked like up. three hours? Yeah. Who smokes more weed, you or Snoop Dogg? That's the question. Ow, ow. I'm going to say you. I also have a sidecar who I hired to only roll blunts for me. He's, Do you? He's actually waiting is in the car. Is he expensive or is that pretty affordable? Yeah, it's whatever. He can come in the house, man. It's not exactly warm out. Fuck him. All right. But yeah, I don't even like Snoop Dogg. I'm a Snoop Lion guy. I need him to bring Snoop Lion Snoop back. Lion? Yes. For people who don't remember, Snoop Dogg abandoned the name Snoop Dogg for like two calendar years and released two albums as Snoop Lion. Oh, Different it was animal. really bad. Yeah. I'm pretending I don't remember it because it was so bad. It's when he was like chiller and it was more like a reggae type thing going on. Less rappy. <laughs> ow, ow. Or maybe he should come back as like a different animal. Mm. He should keep evolving. New Snoop, animals. Snoop French Bulldog. Boom. Green light. Oh, peace and love. Peace and love. Ow, ow. Me and the Meg are fucking <laughs> cooling it down. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Oh, did you hear? I read the news actually on Lucy's Instagram that George Clooney, friend of the show, has been cutting his own hair for 25 years using a Floby. Wow. It sucks and it cuts. (laughs) It certainly does suck. (laughs) That's like absurd. He's like the richest dude on earth. He's cutting his own hair. That's one of those like... I don't even believe that. I feel like he's just saying that to make it seem like he's a real dude. What do you think? What the fuck, Clooney? I think he's trying to conserve. Yeah. But that is really dumb news that's probably not true. You're right. Mm. That seems like a thing. I'm still in on Clooney. He has that space movie coming to Netflix soon. Interstellar 2? Yes. Can't wait. Murph. Um, would you mind heading on down to Ryan's Sports Corner real wow. quick? I would actually love to. I feel like it's been ages. Since All I... right, men. <laughs> Welcome to Ryan's Sports Corner. Get those dicks out. Wow. We're in this the... week in sports, there was a big boxing match. Mike Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr., and they're both old. It was a draw. That's boring. But the exciting part... I'm a fustigate him. YouTube star and former NBA Celtics basketball player Nate Robinson and Jake Paul were in a fight as the undercard, 
And Jake Paul won and knocked Nate Robinson out cold. Ooh. Stay tuned here to Ryan's Sports Corner on the Enough Podcast. Everybody, you got to listen to the sports. You got to read them. You got to hear it on the Sports Corner. More sports, everything. Stay tuned. Wow. Take a stand. I mean, to continue your sports parlance, that was a home run. Mm. That, I love when, I almost said celebrities. Jake Paul, no side, they're not even. Sadly, he has like 16 million followers on Instagram. And it's like, in today's, this is, we can launch into this for a second. I don't want to give social media too much fucking credence. But in today's climate, followers are a currency. Mm. And, it, and to have that many followers, it just immediately puts you in a category of success and sort of fame. He's more famous to the people in the two generations behind us than, say, George Clooney. Yeah. Like if you ask a 16-year-old girl who George Clooney was, she probably doesn't even know. But she definitely knows who Jake Paul is. Her like, that oh, fucking the, sucks. The director of Leatherheads? <laughs> He's my favorite. We're in a tight spot. Yeah. I'm a Dapper Dan man. But yeah, when celebrities do that... It's kind of like pathetic when you're doing a boxing move. That's like what the Bagel Boss did to try to like hang on to relevancy for more than a week or two. What was his name again? Chris something? Chris Cooper? I don't even remember. Me but too, I'm, son. I'm glad I don't remember the Bagel Boss's name. Although I'd like to see what he's up to. Mm. The Bagel Boss, I, I imagine he has had hit some financial woes. Mm. Perhaps we could get him on the show. Ooh. I, I think, might send him a tweet. Yeah, at this moment in time. the account. That would be fun at this moment in time to yeah, get the now. Bagel Boss on. Yeah, We're here with Chris Evans, the Bagel Boss. Remember that guy who got yelled at in a bagel shop three years ago? He's still alive. It was at least two. Yeah. Bagel Boss. Bagel Boss. so both? many Bagel Both? Yeah, there's so many different Bagel Boss accounts. Oof. Embarrassing. Oh, here he is. At Bagel Boss. That's one follower. That can't be him. <laughs> Or well, can it? He really had a fall from grace. Angry Bagel Boss guy, 69. Bagel Kid. Boss, six, there's so many of them. How do we even know the real one? How is he not verified and like on the top page of Twitter as the first person you see? Yeah, there's just like a sea of Bagel Boss copycats. What a fucked up place what the internet is. What is the Bagel Boss's Twitter account? Mm. How about that? Yes. Bagel Boss USA. Ooh. Yeah. No, this is one a second. Bagel company. Keep bageling. I'm. I find this frustrating, to say the least. That I'm not able to find. All right. Now that Scott's taking a break, I'm going to talk about the things that matter the most to me, like ritualistic human sacrifice. Oh, he's back. Oh shit. Oh boy. <laughs> Would you shake it up? <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? While we're on the subject, uh, Noah Cyrus, Miley Cyrus's sister, called uh, conservative political columnist, I guess. I don't even know if she actually writes. Candace Owens, a nappy Ooh. ass hoe. Wow. That's not a good word to use. People yeah, get in trouble for dropping that nappies. Black. It's, not, it's racism. Those nappy roots. Candace Owens has had a big week, actually. She's doing the whole, like, I'm an asshole and I'm going to be an asshole so as many people hear it and get me in there. That's another way of getting famous is being an asshole. Yeah. She was on Tim uh, Dillon's podcast, which was bad. I watched yeah. it. He was very toned down because he was trying to be, like, you know, not 
yeah. as sensational. He actually, she sucks. I actually thought he came off kind of like dumb sounding. He kind of just agreed with everything she was saying. And a lot of it was like very silly. I thought he'd be more like bitwise with her. I don't know. I was hoping he'd fuck with her a little bit more. Yeah, I think he's trying to make a, a political friend. Yeah. You know, she's a good, she knows lots of people in the entertainment business. He was not trying to burn his guests. He doesn't really have guests, so he doesn't really know how to banter. Hmm. Um, and what else? Yeah, yeah. And then she had a, she said something negative about Harry Styles about how like men don't dress like men anymore. And it was like a whole thing. And then mm. that got back to him. And then he was tweeting about it and posting about it on Instagram. And it's just, she's had like one of those weeks where it's like, we get it. You're, you know, you're Candace Owens. Yeah. I wasn't very familiar with her and still I'm not really. She's just seems like one of those characters who's like, oh, she's fine. I don't know. She has lots of opinions. Yeah. She's like an Alex Jones right. type, just trying to rile people up, be all Pretty wacky. Much. Pretty much. Did you see Peter Dinklage has been cast in the Toxic Avenger reboot, which is... Is he the, the Avenger? I th yeah, I think so. I'm looking here. Film follows a man who's pushed into a vat of toxic waste and transformed into a mutant freak who must go from outcast to hero. It's going to be written and directed by Macon Blair, who I'm a big fan of. He wrote or co-wrote Blue Ruin and Green Room. And did that Netflix movie, uh, I Don't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. He's good. You love that one with Elijah Wood? Yeah, great yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Big fan. Yeah, I, I thought uh, Blue Ruin was a little slow. I liked the other two. Green Room, I didn't like it on first watch, and then I, I watched it a couple more times, and it's pretty good. Home Run. Love, yeah, it's love cool. Green Room. Remember when I spoiled it for you? Yeah, yeah. You were furious. I was. I was waiting for I, that for so long. And then I purchased it and sent you. Did I? What did I do? I sent you the $15 for to purchase it or something. Something Or like I that. sent you the. I gifted it to you on iTunes. I forget mm. why that happened. I was just. I was ranting and then I just like gave away the entire movie, which is so not our style at all. Mm. You bought me off. I did, yeah. That <laughs> That is my style, actually. <laughs> you should see all the dead hookers down here. Oh. Um, did you see that Travis Scott earns, ten, the rapper earns $10 million a year from his sneaker deal with Nike? Ooh. Just from the sneakers. Yeah, he's probably getting another $10 million from that McDonald's meal. It's fucked up. Oh, I forgot about that stupid Donald's. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't rolled out some new ones, like... The Turkey Boys meal or something dope like that. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be around the corner, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, can we talk about our Spotify top songs? Ooh, I'd love to. That's like the topic of the week for a lot of people. Yeah, for people <laughs> who use Spotify, I feel like most people do in this day and age. They do a fun like year-end roundup and let you know your most listened to artists and songs, give you all sorts of fun stats. I felt kind of fucked up to learn... My number one song of the year is Feel Like I Do by Vin Diesel, which we've discussed here on the program before. And I was actually surprised by this. Like, I do actually unironically like this song and did listen to it a bunch. But I use Spotify like every day and listen to all sorts of stuff. And I was like, this made number one? Like, am I even more fucked up than I thought I was? Folks, email in, let me know. This is a really good song written yeah. by a really good dude, friend of the show, Vin Diesel. It's the cut of the year. I mean, the the data doesn't lie. No. It's, what was your cut of the year? Uh, mine was uneventfully the Enough outro. 
Kid Rocks all summer long. Oh, so don't yeah. get confused. We're not ending the show, folks. But I just want to take a quick minute to say thank you very much for listening. And remember to give us a five-star review because that one-star review is basically a splinter in my side or a thorn in my side, as they say, mm. until you fix it with more good reviews. Yes. Every rose does That's have it its for thorn. me here at the Enough Podcast. I've been Ryan Ankner, <laughs> and Scott's going to take the rest of the show. There's only another hour or two left. It's all you. <laughs> Kid loves hitting that post. Um, my yeah. number one song was that. I don't count that because I play it on the show. Yeah. So I guess Adore You by Harry Styles. Oh. Which just bringing up Harry Styles again. That's a jam. That album of his had some cuts. I was hoping Jeremy Renner would be on one of our like top fives, but I didn't even... I'm surprised that didn't sneak in. Yeah. I listened to this song unironically a thousand times last year. Or, yeah, this is I guess jam. earlier this year. Jam. This is a music-heavy show, and I think it's sounding better coming from the, the smaller single speaker, like you said. Mm, yeah. Acoustics in here are really good, too. Yeah. Sounds good. Let us know how it sounds to you. Seriously, I, like send us text messages, emails, phone call, whatever the fuck. I need feedback after this episode. I want to hear how good we sound. Please. I'm feeling terrible about myself. Please, <laughs> please don't make a scene. Was uh, Machine Gun Kelly on your wrap-up? I know you're a big MGK guy. Machine Gun Kelly was not, actually. My wow. top five songs are All Summer Long by Kid Rock, Adore You by Harry Styles, Friend of Mine by Avicii featuring Vargas and Legola, Ooh. Heartache Medication by John Party, oh. which is like an embarrassing country song that <laughs> I love without irony, Nice. And then Fade Into Darkness, another Avicii song. So I'm, I guess I'm kind of an Avicii guy. Yeah, that's a reveal. Which is weird, but they weren't my top artists. My top artist was Prida, P-R-Y-D-A. And hmm. to be perfectly honest, I don't even fully know who he is. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah. I think it's like I play so much techno in the gym that it must just have come up on so many playlists that it's revol like revolving him through. That's funny. Fully no idea who he is. You like meet your favorite artist. It's like, oh, this is my number one. I had no idea. His top That's song fun. is, oh, I know this fucking guy. This is his top song. One of. Ooh. He's like a weird. This sounds like a beef cut. You in the gym, like doing a whole thing. Cooling down from one of your uh, air guitar rockouts. I need to do another one of those. Uh... Maybe I'll do one from the chill zone. Um, so I guess Prida was my number one. No idea how. Eric Prids was my number two. I love Eric Prids. That makes sense. Beatles were number three. Hello. Justin Bieber, number four. And The Weeknd was number five. Very predictable, basic, boring list from the beef. Very beef top five. I don't have the rest of my top five. I should have written them down. I was just I zeroing did, I, I in just on did Vin. I just screenshots. Yeah, Vin is all that matters for you. <laughs> my guy. The Did you see Oscar Isaac is has been cast as... Solid Snake in the Metal Gear Solid movie that's been in like development hell for like a decade. Who knows if they'll actually even make it, but that guy, Jordan Vaught Roberts, is going to write and direct it. He did that movie, The Kings of Summer, that we liked. Oh, and that movie, oh, Kong right, Skull right, Island, right. that was decent ish. No, it wasn't, but I get it. Is <laughs> Goodman in that one and he just yells a lot and yep. he's wearing a hat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Metal Gear Solid movie. Do you ever play those games? Not that I can remember. That uh, they're very cinematic games. Some of them even feature ninety-minute cutscenes. I don't know if you've ever mm, ninety-minute cutscenes. Yes, ninety minutes. Did the glass shatter or? <laughs> it did. <laughs> but yeah, the 
I'm excited to watch this movie. Like Kiefer Sutherland was the guy when they first started talking about making the movie. He was going to be the guy. 1998. Yeah. Right. So we'll he see had, if it he happens. He had to take some time off to smoke more cigarettes. <laughs> he did. Um, do you have more news? I think I'm, I'm chomping at the bit to do my shots. Yeah, let's do some shots. Can we do some shots? Please. Oh, thank God. Why don't you start us off? Okay. Because you can hit me with your best shot. I shut off The Call of the Wild, which is new to Disney+. Plus. With Emil... Oh, no, the the Harrison Ford one. Yes. Oh, God. I'm thinking of Into the Wild. Yes. The this Harrison is... Ford CGI dog movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based on the famous Jack London novel, which everyone has to read in, like, the fourth grade. This movie, like you just said, it's Harrison Ford, like, trotting around a winter wonderland with a CGI dog. And the dog couldn't look more CGI. And they don't have it do anything that a dog can't do. It's like, why didn't you just get a dog? What is this? It's, I only watched like 30 minutes of it. It was fucking mind-numbingly bad and boring. Harrison Ford just like wandering around a green screen, like fucking warehouse. Just like, oh, yes, I... Uh, I don't really do anything anymore, but I guess I'll do this role. And, Is he uh, still married to Callista Flockhart, that fucking skeleton? I think so. Yeah, I think they got still be. a power that's, couple. Tell me that's still going on. I need that. But yeah, I, I felt bad for the poor soul who had to crawl around like a dog on the set, like wearing a bunch of like CGI blips. It's just... Oh, those mocap suits. Yeah. Who do they bring in? Like, what that, what's, you know who I'm thinking of. Andy Serkis. He's yeah. just rolling around <laughs> on the floor with a bunch of koosh balls all over his body. I'm like, I am the director of Venom 2, but I will put on this suit and pretend to be a dog. I'm pretty nervous about that. Venom 2? Directing Venom 2. Because I really loved Venom, and I saw it in the theaters twice. Mm. I don't know. I just, I, I don't want him to fuck it up. Yeah. Let's put it that way. I actually do want him to fuck it up. I want Venom 2 to be as fucked up as possible. You need like a big, silly turkey. Yes, I please. want Venom 2 to be a sweet movie. <laughs> a sweet one. Um, what else you shot? I shut off this documentary on HBO Max called The Mystery of D.B. Cooper. It was super boring. It was one of those documentaries that has no facts. Like, most of the oh, people involved are dead. I'm bored already. So you're just listening to people, like, hypothesizing. It's like, why did you make this? Hated it. Get out of here. That's all I shut. What do you got? I shut off Wheels of Fortune. Ooh. With you, you might not have counted it, but we watched about one minute of it. I'm going to say that counts because I was never going back. What was that? The kid from Breaking Bad who plays Badger oh, on yeah. Netflix. Hey, Jesse, man. Hey, Jesse, I got my own movie, man. Horrible. Yeah, I shut good. off that documentary you recommended, American Family, Murder Next Door. Ooh, that was good. I got bored. Fuck. I shut off How To With John Wilson, another Scott favorite. Loved it. I shut off Platoon, the Oliver Stone Vietnam movie with Charlie Sheen and many others, Willem mm. Dafoe among them. It was it won Best Picture. I didn't agree with that. I thought it was bad. This is the second time I've shut it. I was going to try to make it through. I've So you've never seen the end never. of that movie? What That's happens, a movie everybody makes up and they figure it all out. Regular war movie stuff. Sure. I actually thought that movie was overrated myself. I didn't, I just, of all the, like, Full Metal Jacket is my favorite Vietnam movie by fucking miles. It's a good one. Yep. A lot of people say it's Apocalypse Now is the best one. I've never made it through that either. That one's a little snoozy, too. I know what my second favorite Vietnam movie is. Forrest Gump? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's like... You wouldn't even call it a Vietnam movie, but there's a 
25 to 30 minute chunk that he's in Vietnam. So I think it yeah. counts in the time of new legs 2020 falling from the sky i shut that off i don't even know what that is <laughs> what the fuck is that it's like is this a real movie and then i shut oh. off morris from america which is an a24 movie about a young african-american gentleman and his father that moved to germany and it's starring enemy of the show craig robinson and he is crooning a little bit oh he... no he, there's a there's a, a couple of parts where he raps uh that's another thing that he always sneaks him like singing into all his roles. Yeah, like why does he think he's so musical? Yeah, like when you, did that happen? You can tell he just loves to sing and like it's probably like, let me sing a bit. It's like no one needs this. No one How wants does he to... have so much gravitas that they'll let him sing and everything? Gravitas. Speaking of Kiefer, that fucking Howard bit. Can we unleash our brand new segment on the fans at this moment? Are you ready? I am ready. We He's don't have ready. any theme music, but I've played a lot of music as it is, so we'll just yes. go right into it. This is our new segment. This is episode 97, so we're going to talk about the movies of 97. Is that something? I folks, think it is. Folks, let us know if that's something. 1997 is stacked. One of the best movie years, I think, ever. Yeah, like... Like, hands down. Let's just go through some of these, like... Boogie Nights. I have my top five. Ooh. Boogie Nights masterpiece. Probably in my top five. As good as it gets. Home Run. Won a bunch of Oscars. Great movie. Conspiracy Theory. Nice underdog, Mel Gibson. That's in your top five? No, I'm just like going through the movies. Mm. But uh, Face Off, that's probably in that's my top mine, five. That's mine, yeah. 100%. Masterpiece, the first VHS I ever bought on my own accord. Fun fact. What's Masterpiece? Face Off. Oh, I think I thought you were onto a separate movie. I got confused. Yeah, oh. Face Off is a phenomenal movie. And I actually have a Face Off tattoo in the works. Ooh. So hang in there and that's, stay tuned. That's a big reveal. Love to hear that. Is that the, the bald so guy? sit back and stand by. It's the bald guy going, stand- man, my place is getting fucked up. Oh, um... He's in. It'd be a lot funnier if either of us knew his name. Uh, Cassavetes, Nick Cassavetes. And the director of The Notebook. Good pull. But yeah, Goodwill Hunting, a fucking bean set classic, came Cube. out in 97. Cube. That's LA a lot. Confidential. One. Yep. Love that Con movie. Con Air, Liar, Ooh. Liar, Donnie Brasco, Ooh. The Rainmaker, Titanic. Yeah, fucking Titanic. Copland. You blew it. A lot of people shit on Titanic. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. It's not one of my favorite movies, but you have to you you cannot talk about movies that happened in 1997 or movies in general and not talk about the colossal success that was Titanic. Yeah, it made millions. It made like a billion dollars in a time where movies were making ten million dollars. Exactly. It was like a, an astronomical success. It was the highest grossing movie of all time for decades, at least afterwards. twenty years. Yeah, and yeah. then Avatar toppled it, which is directed by James Cameron as well. Yeah. So go fuck yourself, James. Although Avengers <laughs> Endgame just topped him. So. Yeah, true. But which, kid, Avatar two will fucking totally retake the crown in the movie theaters that won't exist when it's released. <laughs> Maybe Disney Plus will get it. But yeah, also Men in Black in 97. Right. Beverly Hills Ninja. Men in Black, in my opinion, is a perfect movie. It's a tight 90 minutes, perfect cast. You got TLJ and Will Smith, like right in the pocket. Fucking legit 10 out of 10. Like great effects, great story. If you haven't seen it in a while, give it a rewatch. I fucking love that movie. Did you say Austin Powers already? 
I didn't, but that is my number one of 1997 by Miles. I was going to say, how do, are you, you were leaving it to the end for <laughs> the big finish. I apologize. But I, I was like, how did he forget? I thought you might have left it out, but dumb of me. Yeah, baby. How good was that movie? In a sea of all these great movies, Austin Powers is by far the most important to me. It's the movie I like rewatched the most from this year, and, like think about the most. Everything about Austin Powers just I love it. I'm going to say David Fincher's The Game with Michael Douglas and Sean Penn is my number 1 of Ooh, 97. Interesting. I don't know. I have a few a few Jackie Brown is good uh as good as it gets. Austin Powers and Face Off are probably my other four. I don't. It would be impossible for me to put them in order, but The Game is definitely number one. I fucking love that movie. If you haven't seen it, I'm sure it's on Amazon Prime. Um, if you if you can't find it on a free stream, just buy it. Mm. Literally, don't even rent it. You'll after, if you rent it, you'll go. Oh, I just threw away three dollars because I could have paid seventeen or or seven rather, and and owned it. I like the game, but it's one of those movies I Don't feel like it. it kind of relies on the twist. It's not like a good rewatch for me because the whole movie is just building up and hmm. it's all about like I mean you'll never have a rewatch that with that movie as good as the first one. No. Yeah. But it's, it's a very like twist centric movie. Certain movies like I don't know. It you it's know what it is good. though? It looks amazing. <clears throat> Michael Douglas is a fucking literally the best he's like my one he's in one of my top of all time you're a douglas guy <clears throat> and it's it's kind of got it all like there's elements of it that are sort of funny like really 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 wry dry humor like he he has a shoe fall off when he's climbing up a building when he and the the waitress are escaping everybody hmm. and she's and he says well there goes a thousand dollars and she says your shoes cost a thousand dollars and he says that one did it's like oh he has two thousand dollar shoes in 1997 that's reasonable <laughs> wow yeah. that'd be the equivalent of like thirteen thousand now where are the drugs where are they um, yeah, so 97 was a fucking home run year. And this exercise, as much as it was Scotty's idea, it was fun and all, but it actually depressed me a little bit. Ooh. Because if we were to lay 2020 on its side or 2019, <laughs> don't use COVID as an excuse movie business. The last like five years, you couldn't even, I'd take the last two decades, you couldn't come up with a list with this many hits. Yeah, I was laughing about that too, imagining like as we get towards the end of the year, I'm sure we'll do like a top 10 of 2020 or we something. We have to, we did it last year, yeah. Mine will probably be like unhinged and then nine blank spots. Like, yeah, like compared to a year like 97, this year is fucking, you can't get worse. They didn't, they held everything back. And what they did release was like, yeah, fucked up dog shit. Well, next week we'll be doing 1998. Ooh. So buckle up, folks. Don't let me forget to make my list, because that's something that will slip my mind. And just a couple more I want to mention, because this year was so stacked. Private Parts. Oh, I forgot. To, I wrote that down, too. I forgot to mention it. Yeah. Scream 2, which I'm a big fan of. Very strong sequel. Yeah. And also... Starsh I like I liked, I like it. I like it. He likes it. Starship Troopers, a fucking campy cheeseball masterpiece. I feel like you fucking love Starship Troopers. Home Run. Yeah. Love that movie. I get it. But yeah, maybe we take a break, watch our featured review. I could use one. Folks. We'll be right back. That's enough. We'll be right back. <clears throat> you can always take comfort in the fact you never had a choice. Oh. Folks, we're back. 
And we just watched the brand new movie Freaky, which you can see in theaters and on demand for the modest rental price of $19.99. Would you say that it was worth the $19.99 or what? I mean, I enjoyed it. Especially, like, this is a horror movie. I'm nude under this robe, by the way. So don't look under the glass table. That's the only downside to the glass table (laughs) and the robe nude. Yeah, it's a fun new aspect. Yeah, we we come back for the second part. Ank has glasses on. He's wearing a robe. He's very domesticated and classy in the second half of the program. I'm thinking I may go upstairs and physically abuse Lucy to go with the rest of this <laughs> 1950s yeah. house husband package. You're really settling into things. It's it's beautiful to see. Yes. But yeah, we watched Freaky. It's like a, a body switch horror comedy. Vince Vaughn plays a killer who... I appreciated the nonsense of... They like breeze over, there's like a magic dagger that he stabs a girl with and he switches bodies with the girl. I like how they breezed over like, they're like, yeah, it's a magic dagger. Like, yeah, it's stupid. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, let's get going. Yeah, they moved They moved quickly on that on purpose because they knew that no one really gave a shit. Yeah, it's like, you know what you're watching here. Like very goofy, cheesy, ridiculous horror movie. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was fun. Yeah, I wasn't like bowled over, but it was fun seeing Vince Vaughn in a role like this. I'm really enjoying this like second stage of his career. Vince Vaughnissance? Yes. Like we talked about, we like serious Vince Vaughn. He does we do. uh, Brawl in Cell Block 99, uh, Dragged Across Concrete. Pretty much anything S. Craig Zoller touches is good. If they're going to throw Vince in the mix, it's even better. Yeah. And this was a good mix of serious Vince and funny Vince. Because he's mm. playing a serial killer, but then he switches bodies and he's acting as the girl for most of the movie. It's a good bit. It's like like him having a, a charming will they, won't they with the guy that she was into. And he's like hitting on her while she's in his body. It was it was cute. Yeah, like good body switch in like stuff. a weird way. Yeah. Um, the Jason mask in the beginning was funny. The the audio mixing I didn't love, which made the movie feel kind of low budget. Ooh. Like the highs were really high and the lows were non-existent. Mm. And it became to the point where if there was anything happening, I couldn't hear what the people were saying. Like mm. if there was a killing going on, forget about hearing it. Mm. I actually thought it was surprisingly light on, like, violence and kills. Mm. It was more focused on, like, being a comedy than anything else, which was kind of surprising. Not that it was bad. It was just different. Um, Alan Ruck cameo was weird with the bad mustache. Alan Ruck, for the fans, is Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off and also one of the guys on Spin City, if you're a big Michael J. Fox fan. (laughs) He's, um, he's one of the great sidecars, Alan Ruck. He's a good side. I thought he didn't make sense in this movie. Yeah, they have him playing like the like a mean teacher. Yeah. It was fun trying to see him flex his chops, but yeah. He's not very believable as a dickhead, is what that was. Mm. Like, I wanted him to be nice or awkward or anything but. And him, that's not him. That's not. He's not that guy. Yeah. And I hated the whole angle, as we discussed, like every movie trope of the girl 
that's the main character in that like she's all that fashion mm. where it's like, oh, look at her awful hair and she's so ugly, but she's a really pretty woman just maybe wearing a jacket or something like and she's just somewhat understated. Exactly. Yeah. Silly. Like- yeah, like they play the main girl like, oh, she's a nerd and all everyone's like giving her guff. It's like, no, she's very attractive. This doesn't like track. It doesn't make sense. No. You need to hire a frumpy girl if the bit of the movie is going to be she's a frumpy girl. 100%. It's ridiculous. She's by far the least frumpy one in the movie, too. Yeah. That's um, some good sidecars, though, like the the fun gay friend. He had some good bits. He was funny. I liked him. Yeah. He was probably the funniest part beyond Vince. Ba, ba, ba. I don't know why you gotta not give me that credit. But yeah, like, as far as horror movies that come out in this day and age, like, very solid. Like, worth a watch. Way better than your average, like, I don't even know what's going on horror movie-wise these days, but this was good. I'm giving it a soft recommendation. Didn't love it, but enjoyed it. Good watch. This is what was the problem. My pop screen. Thanks, popping. Gets fucking popping off. I'm scared to do anything without it because then the next movie we review, every word in the title will have a P in it and it'll sound like Patriot Cinema. Yes. Sammy, I'm going to need you to really tighten me up here because this is going to sound like crap. Sammy, how you doing, buddy? Um, So what are we giving it out of five? Five bags of popcorn. Out of five, I'm going to give Freaky the new Vince Vaughn vehicle. I'm going to give it a... I got to pause this. A three out of five. I can't. That's good. Fuck. And we also watched this week a movie on Amazon Prime. Nice little underdog comedy drama type deal. Poor Greg Drowning. Yes. Which was a terrible name for a title, or a terrible name for a, a terrible title for a movie. Yeah, I agree. With this, Cedric the Entertainer as the narrator, which I was like, could do without. This is something you recommended. I did. My dog walker Liz recommended it, so shout out to Liz because we did. I did like it. Yeah. It was just a, you know, it's a, it's very much an indie movie. Yeah, this is something I never would have like tried this on my own accord. Like poor Greg Drowning, it's just never. I never would have pressed play on it unless. You or someone recommended it The to girl me. who plays the roommate used to be one of Liz's clients. Ooh, she was super cute. Yeah. I was she into her. She has a dog and was in Nor- uh, Norwell, in Boston, I guess. Hey, now. So, but yeah, this shout is, out. Don't know any of the actors and actresses' names, but it is what it is. Yeah. This is like a crazy, low-budget, comedy-drama type deal. Oh, I got one for you. There's a a that guy in this movie, or that girl, I should say. Mm. She's in the beginning. She's auditioning to be the guy's roommate. Mm -hmm. She's the blonde that was like, I'm not going to be your roommate, and she left. Yep. Who is that? She was in a movie starring Jonah Hill that you enjoy. Grandma's boy? Nope. Linda Cardellini? No. She's the Kyle's Killer Lemonade girl from Superbad. Oh, Wow. Wouldn't have got that. Yeah, it was a good pull. I had to look it up. I was like, is that her? Wow. She's still out there getting She's that work. She's getting then. that work. But yeah, the movie is basically, Greg is a love addict. His girlfriend left him for the couple's therapist. He's depressed, heartbroken, and unemployed. Greg must find a roommate to help pay the rent. But Greg scares all the roommates away, except for a girl named Peyton who moves in and Greg falls madly in love with. Her. Hmm. 
badly written synopsis. Thank you, IMDb. Um, and yeah, like it was very cynical and like nah. wacky, but it was making me laugh. And like in 2020, a comedy that has jokes that make you laugh, like that's all you can ask for. It's like agreed. Yeah, I was like, okay, like I didn't want to shut it off. Um, it was on Amazon Prime, so it's accessible. Like I didn't have to. You know, yeah. like we just paid $20 for a movie that was basically as funny or less funny. And that's just the way the cookie crumbles in, in the modern age. Because even if we had, like, we would have seen that movie in theaters and hated it. Yeah. Freaky. Mm. But, like, it was fine because it was at my house. Yeah. Whereas this movie has some elements to it that are kind of great. And um, I had a big laugh. <clears throat> I love in movies when they, like, Something small can go a long way. Like, he wakes up in his apartment at one scene, and there's a Let's Be Cops poster on the wall. And, like, something as small as that, I was just That like, was definitely, like, on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Seeing that, I was like, I love this movie I bet he's immediately. he's Damon Wayans Jr. or something. And yeah. he thought, like, wouldn't this be funny to pop his movie back there? That's, like, the funniest possible movie poster to just have on the wall for, like, a random character. Like, oh, Let's Be Cops. Like, that movie barely exists. But yeah, the it was good. Lose a little steam towards the end. I got bored. Yeah, yeah. I definitely was like more into it in the first half. <laughs> that than guy, I was. the Italian guy from Don John, Jeremy Luke. Oh, he's like a diet Jerry Ferrara, is what I wrote wow. down. That's so fucking spot on. It's ridiculous. Like he's like, yeah, not that Jerry Ferrara is great. We did share a barber in Los Angeles. That's a fun ank fact. Oh shit! I never met Jerry. Oh, yeah. Same barber. Oh, yeah. I know you're a big, big Entourage fan. Thank you. And you are really chomping at the bit of that news about the reboot. Yeah. And Fired up about it. I don't see why you wouldn't be. What else is there? Because there's nothing else <laughs> left. Yes. Oh. Yeah, kind of light feature week. For us here at the wasn't team. I didn't have a lot of time. I was busy doing this, moving in. Yeah. <laughs> I shut a bunch, as you heard about, but yeah. we got Mank coming up to watch. Yes. Which I'm excited about the new excited about the new David Fincher movie on Netflix. If you guys want to watch it, I imagine it's fun listening to the show, having seen the movie we were talking about. I yeah. like having seen the movie before, like the Rewatchables podcast. I like yeah. to have seen it first. Yeah, we need to be better about letting you know what we're gonna watch. Like Mank is next week, and also that new Riz Ahmed movie you were talking about. Sound of Metal. I'm going to say we do Sound of Metal first. What okay. do you think? That's fine. I'll watch, Why don't we just both watch both this week, and then we'll... Yeah. Or whatever. So, fans, take in both. We'll be talking about them, having fun. Sound of Metal, Riz Ahmed, are, I think both are Oscar contenders. Not that this has been anything of note this year. Yeah. He's going to sneak in at the last second and steal Best Actor away from Pete Davidson. <clears throat> Excuse me. My goodness. You want to talk a little TV for a hot moment? Uh, I got none, but if whatever you got, sure. I want to tell you about my new show. Oh, you said you had a reveal show-wise. I got a new show that, I'm, that I love. This hasn't happened in, like, forever. This new show called Gangs of London. It's on Prime or AMC. Either of those you can, like, access it through. It's like a British... I know I'm already losing you, just bringing up British. You saw me like picking <laughs> eye boogers out of my eye and like falling asleep sitting up. But 
It's a show. They sell it by saying it's Peaky Blinders meets the Stars original series Power. Do I have you back? Have I want you back with a Power reference? I'm in. It's I like do a love Power. It's like a mob show where there's a bunch of gritty gangsters. Cole Meany is in the first episode. He plays like this kingpin of this mob family. He gets killed, and then. You know, it's mob stuff. When, like, the main guy gets killed, they all sorts of... I'm in. I like Cole Meany, and I like Star's power a lot, so I'm sold. It's legitimately great. That guy, Gareth Evans, who did the Raid movies, which I'm a big fan of, he... Yeah, you talk about the Raid movies a ton. They're incredible. Maybe we should actually finish them. The best fight scenes in any movie ever. And in this show, he, like, created it and directed a couple of the episodes. The fight scenes in the show... Like, make fight scenes in other movies and shows just look like fucking idiots. It's so intense and awesome. I really, I love this show. I'm like five episodes in. It's What's a, it called so we can find it again? Gangs of London. Gangs of London. I'm going to put it in my yeah, queue like, as we speak, as I like to do so much. This is the new show. Like, everyone get on board with this. It's It's happening. It's not too British? No. It's like... You know, the accents are there, but it's not like... Like, Peaky Blinders, I thought was dog shit and a snooze fest. Couldn't get into it at all. This show, like, um, couldn't be more AMC locked into Plus? it. Yes. <sighs> and or Amazon. I think it's on both. It's one of those... Okay, that I'm, I'm okay with. As long as I can get it through Prime, because I did my AMC trial already. I'm not paying for AMC. Yeah. It's not happening. I'm also not going to, like, put a mustache on and create another account. Ooh, like Scotty might. <laughs> the free trial, a kid. He's And I thought we'd also mention the flight attendant on oh, HBO Max. I didn't take any notes on that one, did I? It's fine. I mean, this is the new Kaylee. Yes, I, I did. I wrote down, are we Kaylee Cuoco guys? That's all I got. That is a good question. I find her mildly attractive. She's not like. No, I'm more off putting. <laughs> Yeah, she's not like a babe where you're like, oh, shit. She's just kind of like, you know, some broad. Ask any racer, any real racer. You know what I mean? As far as like... Sorry, I'm interrupting Vin. That was very rude. I was going to say, I'm very surprised that you interrupted Vin. Fuck. But yeah, this is uh, Kaylee Cuoco playing a flight attendant. She has a one-night stand with someone on a flight, and then he ends up dead and it's like a weird comedy murder mystery type deal. I got a big Quibi vibe for this show. <laughs> which I got a dead to me vibe. Yeah. Same kind of madcap, like surprisingly gritty at times, but still like this like weird, thinly veiled feminist bullshit. Like, I don't know. I yeah. just, I'm not into it. They do that thing that's kind of hacky where... This is on HBO Max, by the way. Yeah. And she she kills the guy, but then he is still part of the show. He keeps cropping up and like talking to her in these weird dreamscape Can't sequences. Can't stand that. Yeah, that's, that's like... such a thing that needs to go away. Yeah, that's an obit. Like, people being like, it's too easy. Where it's just like, oh, I killed you. And now you're like explaining everything about this. Not for me. Yeah. It's hacky. I'm not into it either. But yeah, it's very like high concept. I don't know. It's very dumb, but I did watch all three of the episodes that they put up on HBO Max. So 
Bet you did Panama Red. Take from that what you will. Like wildly unrealistic, but watchable. I don't know. That is The Flight Attendant, now on HBO Max. And I think that's it. Hot episode of The Mandalorian today. I feel like I say that every week, but they're really popping this season. Loving that goofball show. I feel like we might have to watch something. Oh, maybe... Are you into The Departed? (laughs) Let's do it on my iPad like idiots. Frank has a mention, a name, you know, anything. Someone he was in contact with, anything you can give me. I'm all done being a cop, all right? I just want my money and I want to go home. All right, that'd be the best thing I think for everybody. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just I left a drawer full of toenails upstairs. It's no fucking big deal. It's my name. William Costigan Jr. They gave it to me in case I had to explain myself to someone like you. It's your name. This is the part that bothered me about this movie. It's like the part in Face Off where like they switch faces, but then only two people in the world know about it, and they kill those people, and it's like, oh, you're, you're gone, you're erased. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're an undercover cop, but only one person knows about it, and then he got killed, and now you're just embroiled in this utterly ridiculous bean set massacre. And Matt Damon is just erasing him from existence. Yeah. Like, oh, he just a couple of clicks on some shitty, like, early 2000s computer. Yeah. And Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, like, it's like deleting his Facebook account. He's just like, oh, you're gone. Even deleting a Facebook account is more of a production than this. (laughs) I don't even know how to do it. Mine's still hovering out there somewhere. Yeah, Matt Damon doesn't even need to, like, do a confirmation email. Oh, fuck, the citizen's envelope. Holy shit, this movie is ridiculous. You're going to get a good pick because it's coming up. Oh my God, that's the fucking citizen's envelope from that fucking gritty bean set hangout I was in earlier. Oh my God, I'm fucking piecing it together. Wow. Wow, you're telling me that's 90? I was a little over 90 because I missed the pause because <laughs> I was using my non-dominant hand. Is that it? Is that it? Whew, that was... Fucking a poppin' 90. But that's 90 seconds of The Departed. This has been Enough the Podcast. Once again, we are sponsored by the Manfredi Auto Group in Staten Island, New York. So get your car the Manfredi way and head to Staten Island for a brand new Chevrolet. They'd love that. Folks, that is enough. I'm going to remind you to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Shoot us an email at enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Seasoned, right? That's it for me. Uh, Everybody out there, uh, enjoy the weekend. And make sure that you remember to give us a good review. Yes, yeah, do that. Because I can't take it anymore knowing there's a one-star review out there screwing us over yeah fuck you aquafina you fucked up bitch it's 100 percent folks have a go have a go one man <laughs>